0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: Welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kirsty Ferruja from Feels Like Home
3: Professional Organizers. And I'm Amy Ravel from Simply Organized. We can't wait to share with you all our tips and tricks to help you declutter and keep your home and family organised. If
2: you'd like to engage with the podcast further, you can find us at The Art of Decluttering on Facebook. Let's get started. You've joined us for episode 56 of The Art of Decluttering. Today we'll be talking about decluttering and organising before you move home.
3: And how you can move home being decluttered and organised. Yay! Because I love moving house. You. Oh crazy. <laughs> I haven't moved that many times. Exactly. Yeah, I which can is see. possibly the case. <laughs> How many houses have you lived in? Oh, too many. Too many, like lot's.
2: Yes. I'm an army of brat. Of course. But I'm not a typical army brat. We did not move very often at all. At all really. Typically army or well, military people, military families move every 2 to 3 years. Yeah. We were really fortunate. We didn't move very much. But Simon and I have moved a few times in our short marriage.
3: We, I only lived in two houses growing up and didn't get to experience the joy of moving house because I was only 10 when we moved, so I wasn't part of it. But um, since being married, we've lived in quite a few different houses, different areas of uh, Victoria, in the country, in the city. Um, and I love it. I love the joy of touching every single thing that you own and making really intentional fresh starts and choosing what you're going to take into your new season with you.
2: I do love it. I do. Just not as much as me. Oh, I, I Simon's just not a huge fan of it. Well, he enough. finds it very stressful. Yeah. And it is very stressful for him.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the only downfalls to buying our house that we're in now that we've been in for six years was I was actually sad that we wouldn't be moving house again soon. That's the only thing that was a downfall. Whereas for most people, that's like the best thing about buying a house? <laughs> yeah, i
2: I must admit, like I love moving things around and changing things. Like growing up, we'd switch bedrooms quite often. There's five of us, so different dynamics were at play. We'd have to share with boys when they were going through challenging, behavioral situations so one of us would have to share with our brother or like two of us would share with brothers and then we had um, a fourth bedroom and so that we took turns rotating between the girls who got that fourth bedroom to themselves and so every term we'd move
3: every term yeah and so that was so much fun
2: fun because then every term you got to change the furniture and see how you wanted the room to look and then when you move back in with a sibling you'd also get a chance to move the furniture around so and that's what I find sad about living in my home is that we don't change the
3: furniture around very often. Yeah so we still change our furniture around fairly often as soon as I have a basically if a client ever cancels and they've got a sick child or something's happened and I have a day at home that's my rearrange day. Awesome. So let's talk to our friends about what they can do to prepare to move really well. We actually had three different people request this one topic, would you believe? So to Holly Fullforth, Michelle Henry and Sarah Mara, hopefully this will help you out. And I'm sure many of you, if you've got friends who are moving house, make sure you tag them because we're going to give you lots of goodness. Let's start with how we can help you prepare to move. I love decluttering before you move I think it saves
2: so much time it doesn't feel like it at the time because you're just so eager or not eager <laughs> but you're just thinking about your new home and you're like yeah yeah, I'll declutter later I'll declutter Everyone when we unpack don't, don't they do never that. do no have you ever been into clients homes where they've had boxes that they haven't unpacked
3: from their previous move I would suggest that probably 70 to 80% of homes in Australia have at least one box that was moved there from an old house and never unpacked. Yes. I would agree. I have Do no you have
2: idea. No, we don't. We unpack in a day.
3: Yes, we unpacked before we went to bed the first night. Yeah. It was the best feeling. Like every single yep. thing unpacked. Yes, we've done that several times, oh. even with little kids.
2: Yes. I love it. So do I. I love, love knowing where everything is and have been completely unpacked.
3: So one of our tips is that before you um, start packing for your move is make sure you unpack from your previous moves. And it may seem obvious or it may seem counterintuitive even. Mm. You might think, but I'm going to have to pack it again. But you want to declutter. And that's a really big part of preparing to move. So this is not part of the packing. This is pre-packing is making sure you unpack pr- from previous moves.
2: Yeah, or don't unpack it, I would suggest. Just look in the box and go, no, haven't used it, it can go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Even don't unpack it. Just dump it. Dump it. But look in it, like, make sure. O- definitely open it. I would definitely open yep. it to make sure that what you've written on the outside of the box is actually in there. Um, and then look to see if you've ever touched it if there's any sentimental items in there that you would regret throwing out. But if you look in there and it's all
3: kitchenware that you haven't used in five years, pop shop, let it go. One of my massive tips for people is I suggest you spend a couple of hours before you start packing, actually going around and tidying a house. So that means putting things back where they belong, or at least putting like with like, because the process of packing and decluttering is going to be made so much easier if you don't feel like you've got just random stuff in boxes. Because unpacking random stuff, it may have saved you time in the packing process, but it's going to be a headache when it comes to unpacking. So if you've got things tidy, then you can actually prepare well to pack. And it also
2: makes it really easy to make decisions about decluttering because then you can go, actually, I have got five of that random item that I really only need one or two of, so I'll let go of it. Instead of packing it randomly over five different boxes and going, oh, no, I think this is my only one. Great I think this is my only one, and deceiving yourself. (laughs) You get
3: a realistic view once you've actually tied it and put everything like with like. Then you get a realistic idea of what you've got, and you might be moving in with a partner. And so not only are you packing your stuff – he or she is packing their stuff too. And so you're going to end up with two kettles, two toasters, four knife blocks. And so by having them together and then at least seeing what you've got, you can make wise choices. Yes. And we definitely
2: think that you should declutter before packing and be really honest with yourself and realistic with yourself. Even if you're going from a small one-bedroom apartment and you're buying a four-bedroom house, that does not mean that you need to keep two kettles. You don't necessarily need all the stuff. Yes. I'm not saying what you do and don't need. I'm just encouraging you to be thoughtful and intentional about what it is that you're actually packing. And just because you're moving into a bigger home does
3: not necessarily
2: mean that now you have space, you can keep everything.
3: So I've helped people move house where they have not packed anything until the day of the move, not a single thing, which was extremely stressful And then I've helped people move that have started packing like six to eight weeks before they move. Have you kind of got a, what's your recommendation? Do you start early? Do you live to the last minute? What, What works for people?
2: I think every family is unique and different. So it depends on your circumstances. At the moment, I'm helping a beautiful client. Well, I have had, by the time this episode airs, They'll be in the middle of their sale process. So um, we have decluttered their home and boxed up a lot of their home because they're getting a stylist in to style their house. So they're actually having to get rid of, or like store, their couch, their their um, dining table, their beds. No, I think they're keeping their beds. But um, a lot of things have to be removed from the house and they have a lot of stuff, and they've got a small apartment. So, we have had to box up so much just so that the property stylist can come in and show off their home and highlight the best of their home. So, that's one unique situation where we've actually done a lot of decluttering and a lot of packing. And because of the time frame, we have actually done what you suggested before that we shouldn't do is just pack random things in boxes because we weren't in the space to tidy completely before we started packing.
3: I've got clients who will um, get me in to help them with the declutter and then the tidy and then hire packers Mm. because packers are very efficient at what they do. And so I think no matter what you do, you don't want to skip the steps of the tidy and the declutter if possible. Obviously, there's situations where I've had I've helped people move out of domestic violence situations, so there's no time for anything. You just pack and you get out. Um, but if you have the time, even if you've got packers coming in, I recommend you do the declutter and the tidy. I Most families in Australia would have at least four weeks' notice if they're doing a house move. Um, you have to give four weeks' notice and usually get a settlement four weeks or more. So I kind of say at four weeks, you want to start packing things like your Christmas tree, maybe your camping gear, things that you're absolutely not going to need in the next four weeks. And then the following week, you want to be packing excess of things. And then the second to last week, maybe you want to be packing things that, the clothes that you're not going to be wearing. And the last week is like the absolute bare essentials left. So really think about like those centric circles moving closer and closer to the middle, as the time gets closer to your move, like what is logical for you to pack? Um, If you've only got eight pieces of crockery, like an eight serving, you don't need to pack half of that now and half of that later. Like be sensible, but really think what can I get done? Um, The night before the move. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving it to the last minute is really, really, really challenging. And challenging too when you've got children,
2: like, that you might have to care for and might be anxious about moving and might need a lot of your attention the night before you move. So, um, yeah, I often think about going on holiday. Like what would you pack to go on holiday? And can you be doing takeaway the night before you move and the night that you move in or have somebody cook a meal for you so that you're not actually having to cook on your first night in your new house or cook on your last night in your, in your old house. Like um have some strategies in place for dealing with the unexpected and the stress that comes with moving home and the stress on your family and your partner on moving home. I
3: love that. And that kind of flows into move day. Like how do we help people make that move day, which everybody dreads. And when you're in your 20s, it's kind of that day where everyone comes around and they get free beer and free pizzas to help you move. And then as you get older, you pay man with a van And then as you are more established, you actually get proper removalists that have insurance. (laughs) So how can move day be made just that bit easier for our listeners?
2: I think that you definitely station one person at your new home. If if there's multiple people involved in the move, (laughs) if you've got family support, you know, if you're single and you've got friends, have somebody at your new house that can help the move remove this or help your friends direct things into the right house, right home. Hopefully mm. the right house. That would be totally awkward. Yes. Into the right house and into the right home in your house. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's always been my job. So I never stay at the old house while it's being packed, like as in on the day. I'm at the new house and as each box comes, I p- you know, direct it to the room, but then I'm also unpacking as I go. Yeah, that's Simon's job. Yeah, of course it would
2: be. Well, no, Simon does every job, actually, to be (laughs) honest. He, um, when we moved into our new home we built three years ago, we moved in a few days after we'd got the keys because we had to spend, Simon, we, I lie, Simon spent a few days cleaning the house before we moved in because it was... If anybody's built a new home, you know just how disgustingly dirty it actually is. It might look nice and presentable, (laughs) but then you find um, grout, grime everywhere and dust and things that... Anyway, he spent very long, long days at our house, like I think 14-hour days at our house cleaning the few days before we moved in, whereas I was just like, let's just move in. Yeah, eager beaver. I would be that. Yeah, he was like, no, we are not. Fantastic. We are cleaning before, and we had little kids, and his a machine, so he went and cleaned, and then then we moved in, and he, um, I stay at the old house. Well, he moved mm. and cleaned up the last few cupboards that needed to be cleaned, and made sure did the vacuuming and did all the cleaning of the old house and then Simon went back and did it, gave it another one. So far,
3: I'm sure. <laughs> gave it a Simon clean. Yeah. <laughs> I um, am a massive fan of getting somebody else to do the exit clean because I'm so excited by the new house that I don't even want to go back. Like I am so loving it. So if you can't afford cleaners, like think, is there a mum that you know or a dad that you know that would like to earn some extra money or a teenager? that you could actually get to go and do that exit clean for you so you can be spending time unpacking, finding homes for things. Um, I think that's a really nice little gift to give yourself. Yes, it would be lovely if everybody could. I know, I know. (laughs) But otherwise, um, use shortcuts. So use cleaning wipes and just do things quickly if you can. More from us in just a few minutes. Don't forget to visit our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au and sign up for our bonus episode that is not so secret anymore.
2: We've done episodes on linen cupboards, sentimental items, media, baby supplies, donations, weddings and so many more.
3: So if you're new to The Art of Decluttering, you'll find loads of great tips like this one from the episode we did on crafts and hobbies. What I'm saying is the kind of supplies we used to make jewellery back then is completely different to the type of jewellery people wear now. Yes. And so you can still have the same hobby, but the products that you use could completely evolve over time.
2: Yes. And so that's why it's really good to ask, is this still me? And and equally so, is this still a passion of mine? Like, am I still passionate about this hobby? Our podcast today is sponsored by iTrack Real Estate. For anyone moving house, one of the first big decisions is whether you buy first and sell second or vice versa. Financially, there are many things to consider, like is it a rising or a declining market?
3: A friend of mine, David at iTrack Real Estate, has a great blog to help you make your decision. Check it out at itrackrealestate.com.au. That's I-T-R-A-K realestate.com.au. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry?
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And now back to the podcast for so many more tips and tricks.
3: One of the things that I always tell people to think in advance is what are you actually going to need the day of your move or the night of your move? Do you have medications that you're going to need to access that it's of no use if they're packed in the bottom of a box? But if you need to access them, you need to know where they are and make sure that the family can get them. What about pet food? You know, When your pup comes to a new house, they're going to be exploring, and what if you can't find the pet food? I helped a client move, and they had to go knock on a neighbor's door and ask for pet food because they couldn't find where they'd packed it. Mm. Think about your bedding. Like, Are you going to have your beds made up? Can somebody be doing that? Can that be somebody's pure job? On your day of move, their job is to assemble the beds and make the beds. So at the end of the night, when you're absolutely bone tired, you've got somewhere to collapse and sleep. My number one tip for moving
2: is when you undo beds, get a bag, a Ziploc bag, and tape those bed screws to a part of the bed so that you always know where those bed screws are. And right
3: on the bag too in case it comes off.
2: Yes, but tape it. Do whatever you can to make sure those screws stay with the bed that it belongs to because there is nothing worse than not being able to make that bed for days, weeks, and if you take a long time to undo
3: boxes, months. (laughs) Today's top tip is brought to you by Kirsty from Feels Like Home Professional Organisers. <laughs> Today's top tip is brought
2: to you from experience. <laughs>
3: That's the best feature of all.
2: <laughs> so you love unpacking within a day.
3: I'm a 24-hour unpacker. Yes. Most people are not, though. Let's be honest. Most people don't have the luxury of living in a minimalist home and being able to do that. And a lot of people go back to work the following day or sometimes the day of. So it can take a really long time. It
2: certainly can. But our suggestion would be to try and unpack as much as you possibly can. I've got really good friends who have not, they've been in their home for a year and they have not unpacked their books because they were, they had to put new floors down. They had to do a bit of renovation in in their new home. And they were actually building a library. So that their library is where all the books are going. But the books are neatly stacked and there's not like boxes everywhere. It's just,
3: there's a reason why.
2: So if there's a good reason why you're not unpacking that box, that's totally fine. But if it's because of procrastination,
3: maybe not so much. Maybe you should get into that box and unpack it. And if you don't have a week to unpack, do a couple of boxes a night or one box before dinner, one box after dinner, or get the family involved, my recommendation is to fully unpack a box. Don't get halfway through a box and think, I'll finish it later, because later won't come for a very long time. And once you've fully unpacked a box, collapse the box and have somewhere that those empty boxes go so that you can donate them or recycle them after you've fully unpacked everything.
2: If you know friends who are moving soon after you put a shout out on Facebook say do you need the packing paper do you need the boxes like they'll be forever grateful yes packing paper awesome because
3: packing boxes can be expensive yes like four or five bucks per box yes what about for our listeners that are doing a long distance move mm because the lots and lots of people now with our world being so interconnected can easily move cities countries continents can do far moves. And the way that you do that's very different to how you move, like I did, 10 doors away. (laughs) 10 doors. 10 doors. Did you carry things up? We sure did. No truck needed. We had, you know, those um, hand trolleys? Yes. Yeah. We were the crazy people that just, and we did rolling suitcases. So we would like fill a rolling suitcase with clothes, wheel it 10 doors down. And my sister was moving into our old house. So we were like rolling stuff down, put it straight in the wardrobe roll the suitcase back up, fill it with clothes again, and come back down. Wow, that must have been a very exhausting day for you. It was awesome because everything just got unpacked at the other end. The funniest bit, I know we'll we'll get to long-distance moves in a second, like we live on our main street so everybody could see us moving. People were beeping us because we were doing like washing machine, fridge, books, kids' toys, cubby house, everything. (laughs) When we carried the trampoline down the street... (laughs) took six guys so we just lifted it up over the fence carried it down the street put it back over our new fence and into the backyard but because it was so big they took up a lane (laughs) so it it just looks hysterical there's these guys carrying a fully size full-size trampoline down the street and putting it over someone's fence
2: so if you were driving along main street uh, low plenty six years ago and saw that happening Let us know. We'd love to know if you or your partner came home that night and went, you should have seen the crazy thing I thought today. We created
3: memories. It was fun. It was 42 degrees, so it was not fun, but we created some amazing memories that day. All right, long-distance moves, Kirst. What do we do? Oh, they're really challenging.
2: Very challenging. They can be very challenging because you've got even more added stress to a long-distance move you've got to think about the house that you're moving to and where you're going to send the kids to school or where, you you know, new job, new, new everything. So it can be, um, stress on top of stress.
3: Yeah. I strongly recommend when you're doing a long distance move is you kind of pack in two lots. You've got the pack that I don't need now and somebody else can move it. And then you've got the packed stuff that you need to take with you. Mm-hmm. So whether, say you're moving overseas, you're going to have some suitcases that you take with you because who knows how long it will take for all the rest of your stuff to arrive. So you kind of need an essentials and a non-essentials, which is different to how you pack if you're moving 10 doors <laughs> yes. because everything comes, everything arrives that same day. It's this really smooth transition. But when you're moving long haul, you need to really think in terms of essentials.
2: I think it also depends on how far you're moving. We moved from Melbourne to Sydney, and so we didn't. So that was a long-distance move. Yep.
3: How did that go? But we
2: moved over two days.
3: Did you drive up with your truck?
2: So we didn't, but we left at the same... Well, no. So the truck left. We went and stayed at parents' houses for the night, and then Ollie and I flew up and signed To meet the truck? Uh, no, Um we just
3: flew up. Don't like long driving, Kirst.
2: Ollie was nine <laughs> months old. Yeah, fair call. He's never liked the car Yeah, ever. Yep, yep I'm with you. Yep. So have some Lots love of grace. and grace for me right <laughs> now, Amy. So Ollie and I flew up and Simon drove up the next day. So Simon left really early. So he would have been the same as the trucks, like yeah. going... Because I think the truck's packed, but then we're leaving the next day, and he so he followed with the trucks, or and then came and picked us up from our friend's house because we flew into Sydney, mm-hmm. caught the train down to our friend's house, stayed at our friend's that night, and then the next night we stayed in a hotel. After Simon had picked us up, and then I think we we're only in the hotel for one night, and so then the removalists had unpacked.
3: So logistically, it's a big deal, yeah, like you have to think, well, who gets where, what, where's the car gonna be, where's the truck gonna be? It's not as simple as pack the truck. everybody drives to the new house and unpacks.
2: no, and I think we moved a car up too. I think we did a i't how did we get our other car up um i somehow obviously locked that away into <laughs> drop that little memory into the don't
3: remember. So if you've moved internationally, we would love to hear if you've got some tips that have really saved you. I've got a client at the moment that's moving to Vietnam, so we're packing for that trip. And what I find is a lot of companies will pay for the relocation, which also means particularly if you're army or – federal, they'll often come in and do the packing for you. Yes, so you do. don't often get to be part of that. So I would love to hear some ideas that you can share with people if you've been part of that.
2: Yes, I've moved internationally too. Oh, you did too? Tell us about that. Several times. Talk to us, Yes. Several times. Well, the last one that I remember, <laughs> I was an adult. So I just... Shipped. Yes, because when you
3: move from Papua New Guinea, you probably don't remember a lot of that, do you?
2: No, I don't. But mum would and we I think we had like long delays between furniture coming and I remember when we moved to Papua New Guinea I was nine so I do remember that and we stayed in a hotel for a a couple of days weeks yeah right apartment for a couple of weeks before our all our furniture came and we moved into our real house and I know friends of mine have just moved to Singapore and they've done the same they Mm. were staying in an apartment for several weeks until their shipping came yep and then when I moved back from London I How long did you live in London for? Two years. not quite, but yeah, close to two years. So I just sent some boxes home. With essentials or non essentials? Oh non essentials. Okay. So I was I was young, I was twenty. You didn't have a three no, didn't send a lot home. I sent I think I sent like one or two boxes home uh-huh. by ship. And then I went travelling for a month. So I just had my backpack.
3: Great idea. So
2: then I just went travelling for a month and just had what I needed, what you would for normal travel. I think it is um really yeah, it is that delay. Like mm. you're living in holiday mode Correct. for a few weeks or a few days or a few weeks. Sometimes up to a couple of months, you're living in holiday mode, and then,
3: then you're getting your all yeah. your furniture. And I really stuff. like that concept of holiday mode, and I think that would help people because that's how you're going to need to pack holiday yes. mode versus life mode.
2: Yes, which can be challenging when you've got little kids when you're moving internationally with little kids because. There's holiday mode and then there's holiday mode. <laughs> there's yeah. holiday mode where you're away for a couple of days and you don't need so many toys. And you're
3: there intentionally loving it. Yeah,
2: and then there's holiday mood where you're moving for and you're staying somewhere for two months before you get all your toys. So how many, how much toys do they need for two months and how much luggage can you, and what do you take in that luggage? Yeah, great. And what toys do you take and what comfort items do you take? And what do you even need to take? <laughs>
3: yeah, should you just buy stuff new when you get there yeah. and sell everything here?
2: Yeah, and in fact, I've got clients at the moment who are moving, um, they're a military family and they're moving back home. Oh, no, they're moving to where they own a home and where all their family is. And they're also tossing up what couches to bring back and what actual furniture do they need because they're moving to their forever of home so
3: it Big is. decisions yeah
2: lots of decisions
3: awesome well that we've really just scraped the surface yes. of moving house there is so much more that we could talk about but for the sake of time if you've got really specific questions you can always let us know and we will answer them for you
2: yeah so add just recapping our tips go for it declutter before you pack try and clean up before you pack before and before tidy you, yeah do tidy up and then really be intentional about what you're actually packing because it will save you on removalist fees and it will save you so much time. It, As we said at the start, it might seem counterintuitive that you're saving time at the beginning, but you will. Your future self will really thank you for not having so many boxes to unpack at the other end. On move day, think about how you can structure people, how you can have people in two different places at once, how you can get people to help you, prepare food for you, buy you food <laughs> um, and help you clean your old house and clean your new house. And then when you're unpacking, find homes for things um, before you unpack and be thoughtful about where it is that these, where your new items are going to live. And then unpack and fully unpack boxes and then when you're moving long distance think about packing in two lots think about packing what you really don't need for the next couple of months and then what you need in the short term
3: wow that is an awesome wrap up and just to finish up i'm going to read out an itunes review that was left by Taymac. so it's titled amazing Tamax says, you do not need to have clutter for this podcast to be useful for you. I found the advice and ideas from this podcast incredibly helpful for when I moved out of home for the first time last year. Thanks to Amy and Kirsty, I have been able to create and maintain clutter-free and well-organized spaces all throughout my home. I love listening to these ladies and always look forward to the next episode each week. Thanks. Hey, Mac,
2: what a beautiful review. Oh, and
3: so perfect that that fits in with Moving House and you moved out for the first time and the podcast was helpful for you. So I hope this one is even more helpful for all you first-time Moveratterers. Yay! Have a beautiful week, peeps. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learnt something awesome today, do a friend a favour and share this episode so they too can learn the art of decluttering. You can find me, Amy, over at simplyorganised.net or on Facebook as Simply Organized PO. You can
2: find me, Kirsty, over at feelslikehome.net.au or on Facebook as Feels like Home po. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app or over at our website, theartofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you love what you hear, we'd really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes.
3: We hope you've enjoyed listening and that you've learned some tips to help you declutter and keep your home organised.
2: If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash Decluttering.
3: We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom.